Welcome to Breaking the Couch, a weekly conversation demystifying what happens in and behind the therapy scene to support your healing journey. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Dowson, a licensed clinical professional counselor, a certified school psychologist, and a trauma specialist with Playfully Psyched. And I'm Dr. Joe Harchi with Software Psychology, a licensed clinical psychologist. We're here aiming to provide you with mental health tools to address the cycle of generational trauma across the age span from infancy and childhood to adulthood. For more information, visit our Instagram page of Breaking the Couch or our website, breakingthecouch.com. While we hope you love listening to and learning from our podcast, it's not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Today, we actually have um, procrastination. I'm going to kind of talk about what that looks like and how to help people with that and all those things. I'm going to let you take it away if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So this kind of came up or comes up in a lot of different um, sessions. And I thought, why not kind of break this down a little bit more? Um, This isn't necessarily like a how to, but you could use it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So folks have been talking with me about, you know, procrastination for like multiple sessions within their their therapy course. (laughs) And what I've recently been finding out is it's been helpful to kind of look at what they call procrastination, like with a really detailed lens, because I think sometimes, you know, um, we as humans might shame ourselves and call it procrastination, but it could be something else, Mm -hmm. right? So like what I've done with folks is like find out what it looks like for them Mm -hmm. and in a more detailed way, figure out if they have like, let's say like 10, 20 things they want to get done on their to-do list, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at specifically those things and seeing if there's a charge. And like, when I say like a charge, I just mean like that thing for me, right? It feels fluttery in my heart. Like it feels like my heart races a little bit, like feels like I might like notice some tension in my low back. Everybody has like what that looks like for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Where they feel it in their body. Exactly. So like if you feel like intense about something, um, look at that, look at that with somebody who you could trust, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, And we look at that. And then when we take away the charge things, we can kind of separate. Here's the stuff that like basically brings up some activation, some Mm -hmm. stuff in your body. And then here's the stuff that like maybe doesn't and then people will like fly through the stuff that doesn't (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what like once we're able to parse that out we look at specifics as to like what is coming up for them Mm -hmm. and so why this is on a trauma podcast is that I think sometimes we want to call stuff and I'm overgeneralizing here of course but I think sometimes we want to call stuff procrastination or like something negative when it's really like a protection and you and I have talked about this on the podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. We might be putting something off because it makes us scared or it makes us feel nervous. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like we could look at that with a safe person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can like hold that fear right here and still get to the things that you want to do and the things that you love and that make your heart sing um, without having to put those off and calling yourself a procrastinator or being like negative towards yourself yeah. when really you want to get to those things you're just maybe scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, so you're, you're kind of saying that by dissecting it a little bit, it may eventually either, either make it easier to do it or help mm-hmm. you get to the root of why it was hard in the first place and like start to heal that over there. Does that make, is that 
That's exactly, thank you for like summarizing. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And you and I have done this together, right? Like all, I remember, for example, like I'd be at such and such like hospital working, right? And I will not have touched my notes for the longest. And you'll be like, what's there? You know, like, so you and I have done this together for a long time where, you know, we might help each other kind of look at what's actually underneath it instead of just blaming and shaming and because that's never helpful. No, it's not because it's not going to, it's not going to get the thing done. Right. And you don't feel good about not getting the thing done. And then you're beating yourself up about not getting the thing done. And so it's just like, there's no movement in the right direction. Um, So I love that. I wonder about um, what just came up when you were talking is, does, I wonder if that makes it even more scary though. When you like, you said you'll have these things, you can fly through them. And then you have this like list of what, even if it's like two or three things, but like, there's this like, of all these things that give me a charge, like, uh, I don't know. But I think what you're saying is like you, the first thing you said was hopefully go through that with someone that you trust. Like basically you're saying, try not to do that alone if you can help it because it is heavy and already giving you a charge. And obviously it's um, natural for us to turn away from things that make us uncomfortable. Um, and it feels counterintuitive to lean into something that is scary because it's t- our brain is saying, hey, it's scary. You could die or, hey, it's scary. Like, this is unsafe. So, like, why would you lean into it? But if you're doing it with someone safe and they can help reassure you um, and be there alongside you. I would also say with when you're doing that and if you do do it alone, because if you're just that's your preference, mm-hmm. you all probably know I'm going to say this, but ground yourself. Right. Do some breathing activities um shock your system do something with an ice cube you know splash cold water in your face or sink your your face in some cold water for a few minutes sing dance if you can like there's a bunch of different things you can do to go into that so i always say i package it this way check in with yourself notice if there's a charge put it on a scale if you can then implement something that's grounding right or relaxing or soothing implement it, then check in with yourself again to see if it helped you re-regulate, right? And if it did, great. And if it didn't, try it again or try a different one. Um, And then once you've kind of gotten yourself down to a lower number, so if we say like a scale from one to 10 or zero to 10, where 10 is extremely elevated and one is like nothing or neutral, you've gotten yourself below that four or five mark then go ahead and explore the charge, then go ahead and explore the fear. Um, And as it's escalating, you want to go ahead and go bring yourself back into grounding. Because what you don't want to do is traumatize yourself or make it so scary for yourself that you completely avoid it altogether, eventually, right? That you run away from it, because that seems like the safest thing to do. You always want to go back in and you want to go back in as calm as possible. And again, I think that a lot of people on their own, that's hard to learn. So if you can do that with someone, with a therapist, with a really trusted friend that, you know, um, but if you need to do it alone, that's one way that it could be helpful. Yeah, I really love that. And then Dr. Doubting, could you share with us a little bit more? You and I know what we're talking about when we say scale, but could you share with mm-hmm. us a little bit more the the um, bigger audience, larger audience, like what... Um, we mean when we say something like scale 
Yeah. So you put it, so you, I would say like, put your feelings on a scale, measure your distress, yeah. measure your fear, whatever. And usually the scale, you're going to put it on like a numerical scale. Um, you can also create one that's like colors. That's all these different things, but let's look at a numerical scale and you want to set the ends of it. So if you do like zero to 10, mm -hmm. for example, where zero, if we say distress, I want to measure my level of distress, right? So with zero being no distress, right? Or pretty neutral and 10 being so distressed that I am like near a, a panic attack or I am enraged, whatever. I'm just so distressed. I'm so dysregulated that I can't even think straight. It's the highest it can be. Um, I want to kind of gauge that for myself. Where am I? Am I an eight, a seven, six? What number would I put that on? And I want to check myself. And I use that if we're doing something that's kind of balanced, like that zero to 10 or that one to 10, looking at that five as the middle point, right? You want to be below five before you start and going into towards something scary or uncomfortable, right? And you want to end when you're below five, right? So you want to um, check in with yourself. I'm at, I'm at a seven. Okay. What do I need to do? To bring myself mm -hmm. down to at least a four. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take some deep breaths. I'm gonna do a few cycles of deep breathing. And then I'm gonna check in. Okay, those few cycles of deep breathing. Oh, okay, that brought me down to right about a five, I think. Let me just do another cycle of deep breathing to get me down to at least a four. I'm down to a four. Okay, let me go in to this really scary exploration. I'm exploring. Oh, this is coming up for me. Oh, this happened when, oh, okay. Now I'm feeling really elevated and I'm getting back up to an eight or a nine. Okay. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pause in. I'm going to bring myself back down to that four at least. And then I'm going to go maybe just briefly back into that exploration piece just to basically tell her, I'm not scared of you. You, you don't control me, right? Go back in and then end yourself out with something grounded. What you don't want to do is just like go back into that scary thing and be like, oh, I need a ground because I can't do it. And then never revisit it because that actually reinforces avoidance because it's basically told your brain, see, I told you that was scary. It was scary enough for us to leave and we had to stay gone. So we don't want that. We don't want to make it worse. We want to make it better. Is that yeah, perfect? I love that. And I feel like people could do that with this very episode if they're like, okay, I have that one thing that I really need to get to. And I keep calling myself a procrastinator and, you know, um, it starts to feel scary while even listening to this, you can pause mm -hmm. Do some of the strategies Dr. Dalton just talked about, like check in with yourself, see what you need to do to, I kind of imagine it like um, if I'm, if I'm caring for a baby, right? And the baby is like, <laughs> I see you smiling over there when I say baby. Like, and the baby is like, you know, crying or or moving, like seeming uncomfortable. I might do one thing in this moment to soothe baby. And then five minutes later, I might do a whole other thing that feels more soothing for baby. So why are we any different? We're, we're really not. Um, so yeah, soothe your baby, soothe your inner baby. And, um, you know, and that actually isn't, it's like kind of a flip on the term of like babying someone, mm -hmm. right? Because when we actually soothe our inner baby or we're kind of tending to those different things that we need, we're actually mm -hmm. able to get to the thing that we've been supposedly putting off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that's so hard too. I think um, 
you know, a lot of people will create like a negative story or a negative narrative that like, oh, I'm a procrastinator. And then that label just becomes something that like means that that person isn't going to be able to do the thing that they wanted to do, even though they could walk through that fear in a really beautiful way, like you had outlined, like just by like sort of checking in, taking it slow, um, not sort of flooding themselves um, with really intense experiences that will maybe make us go away. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only other piece I want to add to this, and again, this is gentle. I'm being gentle with all of you. And I just want you to, if you, if you need to use this as an identity, do what you feel is right. But I also want to plant the seed that you don't have to be, have an identity of a, I'm like a procrastinator. People say, I am a such and such. When we own identities like that, it can be really hard for us to do the things we need to do to change or heal or grow because we are then saying that is like a stagnant um, point. This is who I am. I am a procrastinator instead of like, this is something I do sometimes when I'm scared mm-hmm. or this is something I do sometimes when it's uncomfortable or this is something that I do. This is a, you know, something that happens when I, and not looking at the, the clues around me that I need to do something differently. So you don't have to be a procrastinator to procrastinate sometimes or to be afraid of a, something on your to-do list. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I appreciate that because, yeah, I I, I don't want to tear down people's fences. If that label is helpful for them, then that's fine. But um, there is some wiggle room with that and and hopefully some – maybe a path to what they actually really want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so we talked a little bit about breaking down your list, um, separating it into maybe things that are more um, simple, maybe less complex, less scary, um, less of an activation, and then um, having the the stuff that that is intense for, for the person and just breaking that down. We talked about grounding oneself before and after. You even talked about checking in with the scale, seeing mm-hmm. where we're at. Um, and then I, I'm gonna break this down even further in case it was hard to like chew on, right? Like we've talked about breaking things down, grounding yourself. Um, Dr. Dalton gave us a helpful map, right? Checking in, mm-hmm. putting it on a scale, the number scale we talked about grounding, um, checking in again. Mm -hmm. And if it's still escalating, grounding again, and just Mm -hmm. keep kind of doing that whole thing um, so that you don't run away or avoid the very thing that you want to get to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so just a reminder that we are available for comments, questions, topic ideas. You can tag us on Instagram, tag us in your story, send us a direct message. You can leave comments on YouTube for us. You can um where's another oh our website you can visit our website there's a survey you can fill out you can be completely anonymous on any of these things or you can identify yourself you can also leave a voicemail message i know that that's most people don't do that as much these days but it's an option um you can visit us on anchor and leave a voicemail and we can you can let us know if you want the actual voicemail on the podcast, or we can just respond to your questions there. And then sometimes when we mention books or special things, we tag a link to our bookshop. The bookshop really helps save local bookstores from being from shutting down. Um, and then we also get a really, really small kickback that helps us produce more episodes to be able to help 
whomever needs it. All right. Until next time. If you are looking for a therapist for yourself or your child, you can visit our websites, playfullypsych.com or softheartpsychology.com. We appreciate you joining us this week and can't wait till there's another opportunity to jump on the couch with you next week.